I'm never putting the word regularly in a book ever again. I stumbled on it every time and it felt like it was on every page. I hope that everyone takes away the fact that business is personal because way too many people say it's not personal, it's just business. Rebelling against the status quo is not necessarily something that you automatically respect. The first thing we tend to do is feel a sense of repulsion. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet If Gathering founder Jenny Allen, president and CEO of Now Corp, Laura Hodson, and psychologist Todd Cashton. Hear Jenny Allen on the lost art of making friends, Laura Hodson on helping small and underrepresented businesses thrive, and Todd Cashton on how to find your voice and rebel against an unhealthy status quo. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Jenny Allen, and I'm the author of Find Your People, Building Deep Community in a Lonely World. I was inspired to write this book because I continued to hear from the people that I serve and that I love that it isn't easy to make friends, that nobody taught us how to make friends. We learned how to tie our shoes, you know, how to do math problems, but nobody ever sat down and said, here's how you be a good friend. This is how you find friends. And it feels almost like a lost art in our day. And now we have so much competition for those relationships, social media, and just being so busy. And then walking through a pandemic, the timing felt right that we would talk about rebuilding our lives in a way that looked more like civilizations of old, where people did life together day in and day out. I also was inspired by traveling. And I've seen, whether it's in European countries or African countries, I've seen even in small towns in America that people do this better than most of us. And I think we're missing it, and it's one reason the anxiety, the depression, the suicide rates, the loneliness is at an all-time high. Find Your People is an encouragement, a manifesto to rebuild our lives in a way where we connect with each other in a deeper way, and to stay, to not run off when it gets hard. I think relationships are so hard, and so we have to choose this, and we have to fight for it once we have it. Recording my audiobook was encouraging because a lot of times at this stage in the game, I'm still unsure if these words are going to be helpful. And I think this time, in reading this book out loud, I realized how much everybody needs this right now. Is there a word that I had trouble with? Uh, yeah, I'm never putting the word regularly in a book ever again. I stumbled on it every time, and it felt like it was on every page. Who's my dream narrator? I'd take Reese Witherspoon. I love her. I think she's encouraging and funny and happy, and I think she could put the sense of my words. I think she would get it. I do love listening to audiobooks. I do love holding the hardback, too. Sometimes I'll do both if it's a really good book. But I love listening to them because I can do it anywhere. So when I'm in the middle of a great book, especially fiction, is so great to listen to because you just feel entranced and like you're in the moment. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Do you believe that you were built for true, radical connection? Even if you're an introvert, we all are physically, emotionally, and spiritually hardwired by God for relationship. From the moment you were born until you take your last breath, deep, authentic connection is the thing your soul most craves. Not just an occasional experience, 
but as a reality woven into every day of your life. But to access this reality, you'll have to make some changes because something is fundamentally wrong with how we have built our lives. Hi, this is Laura Hodson, author of Level Up, Rise Above the Hidden Forces Holding Your Business Back. I wrote my book because every day I have the privilege of serving small businesses across the U.S. economy. This incredibly diverse set of business owners are often overlooked and underappreciated, and yet they are the engine of our economy. And if we can level the playing field to allow these businesses to create the jobs that they were destined to create, then our entire community and society benefits. I also wrote the book because working with Stacey Abrams over the last 17 years as business partners starting multiple businesses, I am encouraged by the fact that our differences are our superpower. And I think that in today's day and age, I see our children often being pushed to surround themselves with people who are just like them. And I want to inspire people to seek out those differences and remember that differences can really change the world. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exhausting. (laughs) I love to talk, and you can give me a microphone and a live audience, and I am good to go for hours. But talking to a tablet is incredibly tiring. I wish I could see all of your faces. I realized that I had trouble pronouncing Sturm und Drang, which apparently needs a German accent that I do not have. What I'm most proud of is that I was able to share some of the emotion behind being a small business owner with listeners. You probably could hear in the tone of my voice that going back through my failures is not an easy thing to do. But I hope that everyone takes away the fact that business is personal because way too many people say it's not personal, it's just business. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Janetta Cole, the former president of Spelman College, because she is one of the few people that I heard speak in person, and I was completely mesmerized by her voice. The last audiobook that I listened to and that I loved was called The Captain Class. I love the book because it looks at what makes the greatest sports teams of all time, and the lessons learned from that are so attributable to businesses and to the teams that we're trying to build to be high-performing. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in a hammock sitting outside in Montana. That is very specific. I most often listen to them in the car, but my favorite place to listen is when I'm relaxing outside in nature. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. We decided to write this book because our story is your story. Our journey typifies the optimism of entrepreneurship as well as the systemic hurdles challenging small businesses more than ever. To launch a business is to be passionate about fearlessly 
and independently solving a problem. It's a uniquely American endeavor that has enabled transformative innovation and prosperity. But the promise of business ownership as a ticket to a better life no longer looks as bright as it once did. Despite a record uptick in new business filings during the recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic, entrepreneurship has been on a troubling downward slide for years. Hi, this is Todd Cashin, author of The Art of Insubordination, How to Dissent and Defy Effectively. I wrote my book because of a number of social trends that were disturbing to me. I've worked in a university for over 16 years, and what I've seen is that people who are the loudest, people who are the most popular, people who are white, male, assertive, they eat up all the airtime in meetings. They eat up all the airtime in leadership positions. And I thought that there are so many voices out there, from kids to adolescents to adults, different personalities, different races, different ages, different sexual orientations. There must be a way to train people to be able to speak their piece, get their voice heard, obtain a platform so people could be more influential and making a world that has more creativity, more innovation, and more justice. And this was my way of synthesizing 60 years of science to give people a how-to guidebook to both find their voice, share their voice, and champion other people who are afraid to expose their voice to the world. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be poignant. My first book, I did an audiobook, and I loved it. I had a lot of old friends, even from grade school, who said listening to the book was like having a conversation with me. And then the last book, I had a really impressive British narrator do the work for me. There's something about having for posterity my voice out there so my great, 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 great grandkids can hear what I sound like. And there's something to the fact that nobody can tell my stories with the right inflection and emotional tenor as me. So to give it the life that it deserves after so many years of working on this, I felt its poignancy to be able to do this reading. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a hell of a lot of words. I am a huge reader. I read about 50 books a year. I do not verbalize those 50 books to people in conversations. The word that bugged me the most, I've been using the word ethos my entire life, or ethos, and the proper pronunciation, even after being told a hundred times what the proper pronunciation is, I still don't even remember what it is. E-T-H-O-S. You figure it out for yourself. I'm excited that listeners will get to hear stories they have not heard anywhere else. They're not in the media, they're not in the public sphere, and they're not in previous books. I don't want to give any teasers right now, but there are historical stories. There are stories of whistleblowers. There are stories from my personal life that really illustrate the importance of principled nonconformity. And I think readers are going to have some stories that make them feel really good, and other stories are going to bristle at Rebelling against the status quo is not necessarily something that you automatically respect. The first thing we tend to do is feel a sense of repulsion 
a desire to reject them. And I think readers will experience this even more when they hear the stories versus read them. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Eddie Vedder to read my book. It's got to be a lead singer of a band I listen to. The notion of one of my favorite songwriters that I grew up listening to as a teenager, hearing his voice for five hours, reading my words, that would rock my world. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was A Little Life, and I hope I pronounce her name right. The author is Hanya Yanagihara. This story is the most emotionally disturbing book of fiction I've probably ever listened to in my entire life. If you listen to this book as you're driving, you will pull to the side of the road, pull out tissues, and you're going to cry. It's incredible. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is bar none, barefoot, by myself, with my Bose headphones on, laying in the grass in the park. Any park, any piece of grass, actually. I could be in the grassy knoll between two highways as long as I have my headphones with their white noise cancellation. I just need to be in nature and close my eyes and enjoy myself. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Despite what you learned in high school, Charles Darwin didn't invent the theory of evolution. Okay, maybe he did, but he didn't do it alone. In the preface to the On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection, the awkwardly titled book that would change the world, Darwin listed 30 men who previously mustered the courage to question intellectual and religious orthodoxies about nature. These characters paid a steep price for their boldness. Have you heard of Abu Utman, Amr Ibn, Bar al-Kanani, al-Fakimi, al-Basri, nicknamed al-Jahiz? Good luck finding a refrigerator magnet of him. Muslim scholars refer to al-Jahiz as the father of the theory of evolution, and for good reason. He arrived at the notion of survival of the fittest a thousand years before Darwin in the year 860. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.